Hello, welcome to the Not The Top 20 podcast and something of a bonus episode for you today. We're chatting to one of the early stars of the championship season. I'm Ali Maxwell and I'm joined by Queen's Park Rangers defender and top goalscorer Rob Dickey, uh, who we're very excited to get to know better. So thank you, Rob, for taking the time out ahead of your game against Middlesbrough tonight to chat to us today. No problem at all. Thank you for my uh, kind introduction. <laughs> well, we have a reputation for hard-hitting questions, so I'm going to dive straight in. What is going on, Rob? You're a central defender, and you've been known over the last few years for not only a great defensive skill set, but also a, a rare sort of passing ability when playing out from the back. But then this season started. Against Millwall on opening day, you completed the most dribbles on the pitch, one of which ended up in you scoring a screamer from 25 yards. Five minutes later, you galloped forward again, nutmegged a defender, won a free kick on the edge of the box. <laughs> you scored a thumping header from a corner in the Carabao Cup against Leighton Orient. And then against Hull last weekend, towards the end of the game, you won the ball on halfway. You watched as your teammates built an attack down the left side. And 12 or 13 passes later, you thought you fancied a piece of the action as well. <laughs> Jogged into the six-yard box and, and tucked in a cutback for your third goal in as many games. What is this all about, Rob Dickey? To be honest, the way that we played, we, we obviously play with the three, we're playing with the three at the back at the moment. And the, um, the manager is more than comfortable for both myself and Johan Barbe to step into areas a lot of centre-backs wouldn't want to step into or, ma or their managers wouldn't want them to step into. But... He likes us to get to progress forward with the ball and create overloads in midfields. And when the manager tells me he's comfortable with me doing that, it's like music to my ears. It's something that I've always enjoyed doing anyway. And with that extra bit of confidence from the manager, it I don't know, it just uh it obviously helps. And the goals <laughs> the goals, I don't really know how to describe it to be honest with you, but I've I've found myself in good positions in the last few games and I've managed to capitalise on them with some some half-decent finishes. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy with how the season started, to be honest. Something we've seen increasingly in EFL football over the last few years, uh, more and more teams playing a three-at-the-back system, but not necessarily for defensive purposes, but actually because of the improved technical ability of defenders such as yourself actually being able to to offer something in attack and in possession of the ball as well Sheffield United under Chris Wilder were the sort of pioneers I guess on that yeah. front was that a team that you have watched clips of in order to maybe pick up some tips Chris Basham for example on the right side of that back three yeah the back three is certainly very popular at the moment isn't it I think Sheffield United did it very well but they did it in a really unique way where a lot of the times the centre back the centre back will actually be overlapping the, the their wing backs. It's not something we've particularly adopted really because we are because we like our wing backs to be really high anyway. So it would it would be tough for myself and Johan to overlap them. But yeah, I, I, you could say they sort of started this the, the back three trend as of recent years. But we we've sort of we've taken to it in our own way and and we're really happy with how it's going at the moment. Yeah. Well, you've got Borough tonight. I saw a QPR fan tweeting earlier, I wonder what type of goal Dickie will score today. <laughs> it's a question we're all asking. And I must say, at QPR in general, it's very noticeable from an outsider's perspective how great an atmosphere there seems to be running through the club at the moment. The fans at Loftus Road, excellent on opening day, a good start to the season as well on the pitch. I mean, how enjoyable is it to, to play for QPR right now? It just feels like a great place to be. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the first game of the season against Millwall, that was my first experience of Loft Loftus Road with a proper, you know, full stadium. And the atmosphere was, it was honestly, it was electric. It was amazing. The way, it's quite an old school ground. It's got loads of character, but it's the, the fans are tight to the, to the pitch, aren't they? So it's, you can really create a good atmosphere there. 
and it's yeah, it's it's a good place to be at the moment. We've we we feel like we have a strong squad. We we finished it last season with re- really really good momentum, and it was key for us to carry that through to the start of this season, and, and hopefully that can carry on tonight. What, from your point of view, changed halfway through last season? What clicked? Because in the first half of the campaign, you mixed some good results with some disappointing results. Yeah, but in yeah. the second half of the campaign, you had the third best record in the league, only worse than Norwich and Watford, who went up automatically. So what did you put that down to? I think if someone had watched QPR for the, the, the entire season last year, the start of the season, we, we, we were not getting results, and but we weren't. We never felt like we were playing like a team that would be scrapping for the whole season. We we knew there was, we knew there was a lot of good stuff, and it was just sort of putting the putting the ball in the back of net was a big problem for us um, early on in the season. From you know various various um, not just strikers but midfielders, whatever it be, it wasn't just our strikers. But then in, in January, obviously, we signed Charlie Austin. He 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 was a big boost in terms of our. Because, you know, you sign someone like Charlie Austin and you kind of figure, OK, he's probably going to score one and two. And then that really, really, it was noticeable, the difference that he made to Lyndon Dykes, who then started scoring goals, you know, at will towards the end of the season and chipping in with assists. So it was it was one of them. We feel like we're confident of we, we have goals around the pitch, really. Um, and that is that's key to win games of football, obviously. Mark Warburton is known as a very savvy tactician and we, and we spoke about the way that you play and how you set up earlier. But he's also been known over the years as someone who has a real quality about him when it comes to developing young players, giving them opportunities and making them more well-rounded players. From you, from your perspective, what with a year working under Mark Warburton at QPR, how has he approached developing you personally as a professional and as a player? Yeah, well, he's 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 a really he's one of the really brave managers that will play a young player if he feels that they are good enough for the team. He won't shy away from never shy away from playing a young player. And his brand of football, the technically good player, will always flourish in in, in his teams because he he gives us a freedom. He lets us sort of he he lets us do our stuff, but without being ridiculous, obviously. Because we, we I think the other thing you'll notice from for us that was that. You know, we we kept a lot of clean sheets in the second half of the season last year. We really tightened up defensively, um, so we feel quite solid at the back, and we're so, and we're scoring goals. So that's obviously a recipe for you know for a team to do well. But in answer to your question, with young players, to be honest with you, he's just brave enough to play them, and he lets them flourish in his system, which has worked for you know it's worked for him for years now. He's always you know you look at his record of young players that have moved on or done really well for the clubs that he's at and it's it's astonishing really and it's fantastic for the club as well because exactly the likes of yourself uh, and and Willock and Ilias Chair and there are others as well just clearly making great strides over the last year or so so just back to your style of play I mean the most successful dribbles last season of any championship centre-back you're in the top five for, for key passes as well now these are amazing qualities for a centre-back to have but I guess it does come back to the support and confidence of a manager, not just Mark Warburton now with QPR, but Carl Robinson at Oxford United when you're making your first sort of steps in permanent senior football to allow those qualities to come to the fore. Because when you're a centre-back, of course, the risks that you take on the ball, yeah. they have a high tariff if, if they don't come off. Yeah, of course. I, I, I've been lucky to have both Carl Robinson and Mark Warburton. Carl Robinson I can't speak highly enough of. 
Um, he was brilliant for me. He was another one who's he's another manager who's very brave. He, he'll he'll play young players if he if he thinks they're good enough. And he was just the perfect manager for me at that, that point in my career where I'd done a spell at Lincoln where I'd improved defensively and aerially. Um, so and then I went to Oxford where. I took the sort of defensive qualities that I'd learned at Lincoln and then, but then the manager let me build on myself, you know, on the, in possession, which I know I've always been confident in myself, but I've always needed a manager that wanted to play a way that would bring the best out of me. And, and Carl Robinson did that. And then I've obviously moved on to QPR under Mark Warburton, where it's been very similar. Um, he, he lets me, he brings out the best qualities of me, really, the way his, his teams play. And because of the start to the season that you've had, there has been the inevitable speculation with the transfer window still open. And I don't think this is anything new for you necessarily because you had it at Oxford with championship clubs and now you have it at QPR with Premier League clubs. How does it feel when you know that there's all this noise and it's all about you and your future? Yeah, it's for me myself, I've always been really ambitious. You speak to anyone that's close to me or knows me, I've, I've always had ambitions of playing at the top level. I've grown up since I can remember watching football, watching championship football, watching Premier League football. So to have played in the championship, I'm proud of. And then now to make that next step to the Premier League, which I believe I can do. I'm ambitious. I want to play in the Premier League. It would mean the world to me to go there, whether that's with QPR or, or what it be. But I, right now I'm a, I'm a QPR player. I'm really I'm enjoying my time with QPR. Um, and we'll see what the future holds, really. Because I think we all know the sort of qualities that Premier League clubs look for in centre-backs and we've seen a lot step up from the Championship to the Premier League and take to it very, very well. Is there any part of you when you're on the pitch at the moment knowing that there's all eyes on you and your and your early season performances of trying something a bit special or trying to impress maybe more so than, than previously? No, not at all because then that wouldn't have a good effect on my own, on my own team um, because if I'm playing... If I'm doing anything different to what I'm used to or what I what I have been doing for QPR, it, it may work it may work out in the game, it might may not work out, but that's that would be detrimental to QPR. So I'd never no, I never when I'm going out on the pitch, I'm never thinking, Oh, they're watching me or it's never like that. I play with a I've got a really clear head, I've I play with a, a freedom of I just live in the moment when I'm on the football pitch sort of thing. I let my instincts take over. I'm never thinking someone might be watching or anything like that <clears throat> because that would have a detrimental effect to my performance, I think. And lastly, uh, a word on the Championship in general while we have you because we always think that players themselves have the best opinions about the quality of their opponents. And one player that you've played against this season, who I'm not allowed to name, said that you, against his team, put in the best centre-back performance he'd seen since Ben White was playing in the Championship for Leeds. And we all know where Ben White has ended up now. For you, over the last 12 months of Championship football, which striker or attacking player has given you the toughest time? I would have to say Adam Armstrong. I've all, I've played against them a lot when I was young, when I was young, and then to, and then obviously we played against them last year in the championship where we had a positive. We beat them one 0 but his his individual performance is, is he's just always been a player that I admire. I think he's really good. He moves really well. He's very good technically, and he's he's so calm in front of goal. He's he's definitely a player that he's definitely my toughest toughest opponent in the championship. Yeah, and as someone with such strong ambition that you outlined earlier, when you think about Ben White who's now got two England caps, having played in the Championship two years ago. Uh, others who play at the back for England 
the likes of Connor Cody, Tyrone Mings, Harry Maguire, John Stones, they all played EFL football as young players. That must give you great confidence that, that you can join them one day. Yeah, definitely. And those players you've named, they're all very, very good players. Um, John Stone, someone that I model my game on. Um, I think he's a, an amazing, I think he's a top, top centre-back. Very good on the ball, good defensively. Um, and yeah, well, hopefully one, you know, I have amb- ambitions to play at the kind of levels that he did. People might laugh at me, I don't know, but if I'm not ambitious, then what's the point in us being here, you know? So hopefully one day, yeah, we'll be mixing it with, with those sort of guys, yeah. We certainly have that same view on life uh, as you, Rob. I don't think anyone that has watched the first few games of the season will be laughing at you for sure. <laughs> Just look forward to that overhead kick later on against Barrett. Yeah, <laughs> thank you very much. It was really nice speaking to you, Ali. Cheers, Rob.